Merry Christmas. Thank you. That, of course, is the standard greeting for December the 25th and the surrounding days of the year. And we should use it, regardless of what the politically correct crowd says. Who cares what they say anyway? But you know, my brothers and sisters, there's another greeting that we could share with people at this time of the year that would be equally as valid and just as meaningful as Merry Christmas. This greeting, by the way, is one that I think our Holy Father, Pope Francis, would especially like. The greeting is, Mercy Christmas. May all of you have a Mercy Christmas. The Holy Father would like that greeting, especially this year, because as many of you, probably most of you know, the Holy Father has declared the period between December 8th, 2015, and November 20th, 2016, to be an extraordinary jubilee year of mercy in the Church. A special time for people to reflect on, and even more importantly, a time for people to experience on a personal level the awesome and beautiful mercy of our loving Lord. Now, if you were here on the second Sunday of Advent, you'll recall that I said that I think the Holy Father is right on in declaring this holy year at this time, because if there's one thing our world is in desperate need of in this generation, it's mercy. People need to receive mercy. They also need to be willing to show mercy to others. And as I said on that particular Sunday of the year, this is not just pious talk. There's a lot at stake in all this. We really have a choice to make as individuals and as a society and world at the present time. We can either choose to heed the call of Jesus and the Holy Father by seeking mercy for ourselves and by making the effort every day to show mercy to other people, to our brothers and sisters, or we can choose to do our part in helping to fashion a world without mercy. And if you want to know what that kind of world would be like, you only have to do one thing. Look at ISIS, the Islamic State. The hate-filled terrorists who are associated with that organization, that diabolical organization, those are people who live in a world without mercy. And they want all of us to be a part of it. No, thank you. Needless to say, that's a very dangerous, a very scary world to live in, which is why it's so important that we internalize this message of mercy during the coming year and really strive to put it into practice. Well, thank you, Father Ray, but what does that have to do with Christmas? The answer is, it has everything to do with Christmas which is precisely why wishing people a mercy Christmas is so appropriate. I hope it's not news to anybody here that God did not send his divine son into this world because he saw how nice we were. He didn't look down from heaven and say, oh, what a beautiful bunch. <laughs> I think I'll send my son to them. No, it was exactly the opposite. He sent his son as an act of mercy. He sent his divine son into this world because we are sinners 
in need of deliverance. We need deliverance from the eternal consequences of the bad things that we freely choose to do in our lives. St. Paul said it perfectly in chapter 3 of his letter to Titus when he wrote this line. This says it all. The kindness and generous love of God our Savior appeared, not because of any righteous deeds we had done, but because of his mercy. Jesus was sent to us in mercy, and he came to bring us mercy. Of course, whether or not we actually receive mercy is up to us. That's our decision. Now, what do I mean by that? Let me explain it to you using myself as an example. For me to receive mercy in my life, certain things need to happen. In preparation for this jubilee year, I sat down one day and I put it all in the form of a little equation. I call it Father Ray's mercy equation, and it goes like this. Recognition plus repentance equals reception, the reception of mercy. Should be easy to remember, all three words begin with R-E. When it comes to God's mercy, recognition plus repentance equals reception. First, recognition. In order for me to receive mercy and experience its fruits in my life, there are certain things that I need to recognize. First of all, I need to recognize what Jesus Christ has done for me by coming into this world 2,000 years ago and by suffering and dying and rising from the dead. In other words, I need to come to the recognition of what Jesus did to make mercy available to me. I also need to recognize the fact that I personally need it, that I need mercy, that I'm not perfect, that I have things in my life that need to change perhaps radically so. And finally, I need to recognize the fact that I am capable of receiving mercy, that mercy is a possibility for me regardless of what I've done. Now, that's a tough one for some people because some people have managed to convince themselves that they're beyond the reach of God's forgiveness and mercy, even though they are not. No one is. That's recognition. But recognition is not enough. For the reception of mercy, repentance needs to be added to recognition. Yes, I need to recognize what Jesus has done for me. I need to recognize that I'm a sinner. I need to recognize the fact that I am capable of receiving mercy that I can be forgiven for my sins, but then I need to open myself up, open my heart up to that forgiveness and mercy by actively repenting of my sins. The best place to do that for Catholics, of course, is in the confessional. And if we've committed a serious sin, it's not only the best place to repent, the confessional is also the necessary place to repent. Recognition plus repentance equals reception. 
Which brings me in conclusion to the quintessential Christmas man of mercy who helps to bring all of this together. Ebenezer Scrooge. You know, some people might think that the story of Scrooge is first and foremost a story about greed. But that's wrong. First and foremost, Dickens' A Christmas Carol is a story of mercy. When the story begins, Ebenezer Scrooge has what you might call an ISIS mentality, and that's very dangerous. He has no mercy at all. No mercy for Bob Cratchit. No mercy for Cratchit's family, little Tiny Tim and the other children. He has no mercy for his nephew Fred. He has no mercy for the poor in his community. He has no mercy for the people who are trying to help the poor in his community. He has no mercy for anybody. He's changed, of course, by the revelation of those three ghosts who were sent to him one Christmas Eve, the ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas present, and the ghost of Christmas yet to come. That night, Scrooge receives mercy. But notice, it's not magic. It's not automatic. He receives it because of his recognition and his repentance. He recognizes the sins of his past. And he recognizes the fact that he can receive mercy and be forgiven, although he's not sure he will be. But he knows he can be. And he repents. He expresses true sorrow for the evil he has done and the good that he's neglected to do. Remember what he says to the ghost of Christmas yet to come, just before the Spirit leaves him? He says, Assure me that I yet may change these shadows you have shown me by an altered life. Please, just give me a second chance, in other words. Well, out of mercy, as we all know, he's given that second chance. And he responds to the gift, does he not? He responds by becoming merciful to others, to all those people he had been unmerciful to before. And the change is not temporary. Dickens makes the point, the change is permanent. Scrooge becomes a man of mercy for the rest of his life. Let me leave you now with this final thought. The word Mary means cheerful. Well, as we all know, there are many people in the world every year who find it extremely difficult to be cheerful at Christmas because of the trials, the difficulties that they're dealing with in their personal lives. Consequently, not everybody will be able to experience a Merry Christmas this year. But everyone, without exception, this year and every year, can experience a mercy Christmas, no matter what they're dealing with. Which is great news, my brothers and sisters, because in the long run, experiencing a mercy Christmas is much, much more important than experiencing a merry one. And if you don't believe me, 
Just ask Pope Francis or Ebenezer Scrooge.